Hello everyone, welcome to Cartoon Season. I'm Tyler, and today, oh man, <laughs> oh man, today is gonna be, I mean everyone already knows, but it is the Owl House Season 2B, um, otherwise just the second half of the second season. Um, 11 episodes, I think, um, which is kind of weird, I, just an odd number, <laughs> but um yeah, so that literally just came out. If all goes to plan, um, this should be going up on the Saturday after the finale. Um, kind of a week after, giving myself some time to think about not only the finale, but also the second half of the season as a whole, and also as it pertains to the entire show. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Today's going to be a little different. Normally, I you know have like a couple, two or three or four kind of topics or you know fun little angles to attack uh for for lack of a less aggressive term uh attack a show or a movie today um when you know kind of when i was writing the episode um i was thinking that i feel like there's just too much too much to talk about and to kind of put it all in you know trying to put all of the talking points into like little hats seems um unnecessary i guess would be the right word it just seems unnecessary um so instead i'm gonna do today's episode a little different um i don't think i've ever done this before with a you know with a with a with an episode but i'm gonna kind of go through episode by episode of the show um like i said there are 11 episodes i'm gonna go through episode by episode um you know not really reviewing them because i don't you know i don't really like reviewing stuff i think that's boring but um you know more so kind of taking each episode as its own thing almost and kind of breaking down why that episode is important and um kind of how it all ties together to pretty much everything um yeah so i think i think it'd be pretty fun and then at the end obviously gonna do some predictions um because next season season three is the final season it is a truncated season but um it is the end so there's a lot of stuff to talk about not only predictions spawning from these last 11 episodes but predictions from all the way back to episode one um so yeah yeah um enough talking about it let's actually talk about it so um let us start with the first episode which is follies at the coven day parade this was the great moment because <laughs> this us coming back to the show um this one was pretty much all about the comeback for loose right because this was the episode after loose uh, you know, saw her mom in, you know, in the other world, in the, in the human realm, and, you know, we had that very emotional moment with, um, you know, the mom not wanting her to leave again, all that stuff, right, she hasn't told her her friends yet, um, and, and, and I think that this is a really nice introduction to the season, because it really is taking this, um, you know, this, it's just walking right into it, <laughs> You know, like, like we're getting so many, so many like payoffs, I guess, um, you know, from what happened last season. So like some small stuff, you know, which, you know, which I think Owl House does very well is, is the small stuff as well. So like, you know, the episode opens up with Amity learning uh, Spanish from a cookbook, you know, cookbook that, that Gus gave her, um, it's just it's just little nice things there where it's like you know amity doing stuff to strengthen the relationship with loose um 
you know, but then we move on to some heavier stuff and, you know, Luce not wanting to tell her friends about what happened with, uh, you know, her mom and if she actually was able to visit, um, you know, which right there is really tough because Luce, you know, Luce loves her friends and she would, of course, want them to be in on everything and help her. But, um, you know, it just goes to show how heavy the situation is and, and, and how much she's thinking about it, like in her own head and how it's getting to her, because in her mind, she's like, my mom is going to make me stay like my mom is going to make me stay in the, in the human realm and never see all of my witch friends again uh which is really hard for her because you know even if we go back to episode one like the whole reason the show exists pretty much is because loose was going to be sent away and because she didn't have any friends right and so now that she has some it would be ridiculous for her mom to take her away from them but given the whole you know another realm situation it'd be pretty difficult to argue with the mom um you know you know just based on like a safety and like a like grounded reality standpoint um but then you know that kind of spawns what the main plot of the episode is where you know loose kind of uses kikimura to prove her own point where you know kikimura has to you know kind of live both worlds right one with her family one with the emperor the kind of two sides of her um, and so Luce is kind of projecting on her and like, okay, I'm going to help Kikimura successfully live in both worlds. Cause if she can do it, then, you know, she can be an example for me. And, you know, I can know, you know, I'm, you know, she, she's trying to convince herself that this is something that's okay. Um, you know, that like it is possible to live in two completely different worlds. Um, and this all kind of comes to a head when, um, you know, Kikimura eventually betrays her, um, you know, betrays her for such a stupid reason, you know, she was the, the possible promise of a promotion, and it turns out to be a promotion of, of her getting to live, <laughs> you know, so Kikimura, I don't know, she's, she's not really that evil, but she, at this point in the show, she's just kind of a sad character, um, but the, the payoff from the first half of the episode is the second half, and especially the very, very end, where, through, you know, saving Luce, you know, Amity being there, like, you know, like a good girlfriend would be, um, you know, she, she eventually breaks Luce, not, not a bad way, but basically breaking her down and making her tell her everything that happened. And that was really nice because I think that was a, a pool of tension for the entire episode of like, okay, Luce has, we, we clearly see Luce has not told anyone about this, you know, except for her, um, you know, Ida and, and King and stuff, you know, cause that's, that, that's her family family at this point. But I think that was a question we were all going to have, you know, starting the episode where it's like, okay, when, when is Luz going to tell them? Um, and I think her finally breaking down to Amity and being like, okay, yeah, here's, here's everything. Because she realized that Amity and her friends can help. Um, you know, I think that's, that's the biggest takeaway from this episode is that um, Luz telling everyone, you know, Luz finally you know releasing that pressure from her um and bringing everyone in and now that kind of sets the precedent for the rest of the season where it's like okay that's not really a problem we're dealing with anymore now we want to know um you know you know because now it's established okay loose at this point is going to do everything she can and everyone around her is going to do that as well you know even ida has like an offhand comment of like oh there's no way your mom would actually keep you from the demon realm you know but we i mean we'll we'll never know I mean, we, we will know at some point, but, 
um but yeah so that's that's kind of the biggest thing with this episode is you know this episode was the coming back from the, the crazy mid-season finale and bringing everyone in the next episode elsewhere and elsewhen um this episode was pretty much uh introducing <laughs> um who bellos really is and with philip and everything like that um it's pretty heavy-handed as to who philip is um you know loose and lilith don't really figure it out um you know until farther in the season but i think as a viewer we're like okay clearly philip and bellos are the same person <laughs> you know um you know because we have some, some cool adventures i mean i think a, a very light-hearted par- uh, part of this episode was lilith i think we saw a lot more of her which was really cool and um you know her, her being like the you know like the cool aunt <laughs> was, was was really fun um you know and even like the way she was portrayed as a cool aunt i think it's like you know very cliche portrayal of that older parent trying to be cool but they're not but to loose she is cool you know like unironically and you know it's, it's, it's nice to see you know because you could call lilith her aunt right like you know if you call ida her surrogate mother um even though she has a real mom who's a pretty good mom for the most part um which is nice to see that relationship grow and also us see more lilith you know we've seen heaps of ida for obvious reasons but now we see more lilith you know breaking down her character a little more especially with like flora at the beginning you know her having somewhat of a rival mentor um and uh let's see what else we got um and then really the the final final like setup as to what's really happening you know we we finally see more of the collector um we don't really know too much about them but you know we know that collector is important in some way or another um not quite getting back to the human realm like like loose would have really liked um but this episode is mostly focusing on philip and how pretty sure it's bellos you know especially with all like the broken palisman that we see at the very end um you know that that's huge that you know bellos is human and he came here we don't know why um you know even at this episode you know i was trying to make notes and i even had a, like a question of like why does philip hate witches so much you know like at this episode my only thought was like maybe a witch is the one who cursed him and that's why he has to like suck in palisman energy <laughs> you know to like survive i guess um but yeah that's you know that's kind of what this episode was it was a fun little romp with Luce and lilith um but then also introducing the collector introducing how powerful philip could be like how how, how powerful he was at that time versus where he is now because again they saw him in the past they didn't see him now you know you know so to see like how much progress um he made both as you know both with magic and with the plan um and now we see how long he's actually had access to all that stuff um because again this is all in the past because they look like uh, like time pools or whatever um so yeah that was that um then we move on to next episode any sport in a storm um let's see what was this one about this this one had a fun kind of overtone with uh flyer derby which is definitely not quidditch (laughs) um but they had flyer derby and one note that i wanted to make here is you know i like how strong and capable 
Willow has become. Um, you know, I feel like in the beginning, they really painted her as, you know, you know, she was half a witch Willow, right? She wasn't, she wasn't that good of a witch. She was on the wrong path, the wrong coven path, which, you know, was, was no fault of her own. It was her parents, right? Um, but, you know, how much she's grown to be like a leader, you know, and like how she's really not scared of a lot, you know, and, and also how strong her magic is. You know, I, I really like that, you know, this episode in particular did a great job of showcasing like Willow. Like, hey, like she's she's cool now, you know, I mean, she, she was always cool, but like, you know, she's 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 very capable now. Um, you know, she can actually lead the group if, you know, if, if she needs to. Um, and let's see what else we got. Um, we do have a little B plot with Luce and Amity trying to find the author because there's a nice little theory that uh, the author is possibly human or maybe a witch. It doesn't really matter which one the author is. Um, the main thing they're trying to go off of and hoping is that the author can travel between worlds because on one book, she's portrayed as a human on one book she's portrayed as a witch so it's like oh maybe she can travel between worlds and maybe this is what we need you know we, we we need to see her because she can give us the answers as to how to do that um not really much to say here but you know i do like how their little b plot here was like like the most like mostly the reason that the b plot exists is to kind of make fun of us as viewers and like how stupid some of our fan theories sound like like the amount of times that Luce and Amity both rattled off some crazy conspiracy theory as to who the author is, you know, saying that the author, um, you know, was like Luce's mom from the future, um, you know, trying to train her in magic, you know, it was just like dumb stuff like that. And like it was very thinly veiled, you know, kind of poking fun at us, you know, and, and, and not in like a like a mean way, but, you know, more so in just a way of like that's just what fans do when they watch like a show or a movie or a book or whatever, you know, as, as they're consuming it, they start making some fun fan theories. Most of them are never true. Um, but you know, I just, you know, I do like how they, how they kind of poked fun at that. Um, and then, uh, along with showing us a lot of Willow, we also see a lot more of Hunter. This is where we really see him to start becoming a good guy. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of him back when he was kind of sort of helping out loose um when he was kind of a sad sack <laughs> when he had, like was was fighting amity back at the lake um you know but this is really where it's like okay no hunters just kind of misguided but deep down i think he is a really good person um you know we see that with him actually putting his all into the flyer derby stuff we see that with like possibly the first genuine smile he's ever had when he was taking a you know a, a, a group selfie after the um what was their name it was like the emerald entrails you know after the emerald entrails had their win you know like like that's the side of hunter that i think we all want to see and i think he really wanted to be but him being the emperor's golden guard he never got the opportunity you know it's a it's, it's a very classic storyline of like having a parent that's not really a parent you know, um, you know, so it's kind of, uh, you're not sh sheltered from, from the fun stuff. Um, and then, you know, we see a little bit of a betrayal, but I don't really see it as a betrayal, you know, because Hunter truly believes that everyone wants to join the Emperor's Coven. Like, why wouldn't you? The Emperor's Coven is literally the best. 
but <laughs> no one wants to join the emperor's coven you know especially nowadays where wild magic is kind of making a comeback you know you know even with hexide where where people are being allowed to do multi-tracks you know it's like why do we want to join the emperor's coven? why do we want a sigil like well that's, that's stupid you know if we have a sigil we can only do one type of magic um and I mean, again, that's, you know, to my earlier point, like, that's just something he was grown on. There's something he was, he was born with, like, you know, Emperor being his uncle, um, which we learned that's later not true. But, you know, Emperor being his uncle, it's like he, he's been a victim of propaganda <laughs> within his own household. Um, you know, but, but at the very end, you know, this does kind of wrap up with Amity and Luce. Um, the B-plot kind of goes nowhere. Um, again, the ending even kind of makes fun of conspiracy theories where it's like, the author is nobody. The author is just a a human from the human realm, and you know sometimes these books, you know, we we you know, we all know that human stuff crosses in, over into the demon realm from time to time, and that's just what happened. And it's also funny because the only person that's ever bought these these books was Amity, <laughs> which which is funny. Um, um, but the you know the, the kind of cherry on top of all of this is is I think Darius. You know, Darius, we see, is actually kind of a cool dude. Um, you know, when Hunter stands up to him, but then Darius is, like, like real talk. He he kind of wanted that. He kind of wanted Hunter to stand up to him. He kind of wanted Hunter to rebel a little bit and, like, make friends outside the castle. And you see that Darius was kind of looking after him this whole time. You know, in the beginning, it seems like Darius is, like, one of those, like, you know, pompous, like, oh, I'm, I'm ahead of a coven. I don't care about anything or anybody. But you see that he was kind of nudging him along in the right direction the whole time. And, you know, this, I think this is one of the first, if not the first, indications that Darius does have a heart. And he actually is a good person. Like, he actually wants what's best for people. And he's not just a, a, a crony to the Emperor. Um, and then, moving on to next episode, reaching out... Um, let's see, this episode was mostly, okay, so this was sad episode. <laughs> very, very good. Um, this was the one where Amity wanted to, she does not want to join the Emperor's Coven. Um, she wants to join the Brawl and win the belt just like her dad. You know, she obviously looks up to her dad, very much respects her father. Um, and so that's kind of what the episode was on, on the surface. Um, which, which I really like, you know, we do see more of Amity, which is always good, but we see more of her family, which is, which is cool, you know, I feel like, you know, I feel like I, you know, I, I could always use more of her family, not so much Odalia, Odalia kind of sucks, I feel like she is, like, the general consensus of Owl House fans is that Odalia is the worst character, and she gets even worse, which we'll talk about later, um, but like, the more we see Alador, the more it's like, he's cool. Like, he seems like the only sensible parent that, that Amity has. Um, and then even Ed and Emra are cool. You know, in the beginning of the show, we saw them as just like these troublemakers who mess with Amity. But we find out that they actually really care about Amity. And they're actually a lot closer than, than we originally thought. Um, and let's see, what are some what are some cool things about this episode? Um, sp speaking about some blights that we don't see very often, we, we have Ed, and we don't see too much of him, but in this episode, he helps Ida and King with their, their little potion, and I like that because, 
I, you know, I always love seeing more of characters, more character growth from people who are not necessarily main characters. And, uh, you know, his story is cool. You know, he's always kind of feeling like the, the lesser sibling, um, you know, between him, Emra, and Amity. And we see him finally getting acknowledged for his strengths. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like his strengths don't always come into play, which is why he's seen as an afterthought, you know, compared to Amity or Emra. But then when there's a situation where he can thrive, like, he's he's amazing. You know, he's he's a little boneheaded, but he's he's great. And, like, you know, I love that, you know, I, I don't think Ida is actually going to take Ed on as, like, another student. But, you know, I do like that, that, that short little relationship that we see. Um, you know, because it's, it's, again, it's, a, it's another one of those examples of, you know, don't, don't put someone down because they're not matching what you feel like they should be. Why not play to their strengths and, and you know, kind of, kind of grow those and, you know, um, but, uh, oh man, then we have what the episode is really about and it's about loose. There's a big day. She's acting weird the whole day, and Amity can't figure out why. Um, even even Ida doesn't really know. I mean, all Ida knows is that this is the this is important day. You know, she usually spends time with her mom. It's like an anniversary of some sorts. Um, but you know, Luce's been acting weird all day. You know, what's what's going on with her? You know, why why can't she sit still? Why did why, why did she join the tournament? That doesn't make sense. Um, and we find out that it's because today is the anniversary of her father passing away and every year since then her and her mother would would pick flowers and i i don't know if she said that they would like visit his his um his grave i don't remember if she said that but at the very least they do pick flowers in memory of how her father would always give them flowers just like randomly i guess you know it's just like a you know, it's just, you know, just like a nice gesture, right? Like, oh, here's here's some flowers, you know? It's always a, it's, it's a very common, um, you know, very, very nice gesture to do to, you know, to interact and like, you know, show love to, you know, to your loved ones. Um, and that, <laughs> oh man, that, that hit hard. Like, the, the, this was one of those episodes, guys, where it, it hit very hard and very deep. Um... And, you know, you just see Luce and them sitting under the tree and Luce is explaining it. And we don't see Amity's face. And when we do see her face, she's like shocked, like heartbroken. Like she's not crying or anything, but she just has that look on her face of like, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard. Also, why have you not told me about this? You know, and like also a little bit of, um, a little bit of guilt almost where it's like she maybe feels a little bit guilty about being upset with her but now that she knows the reason why loose was acting funny she's like oh man that is a perfectly okay reason to be kind of weird and be like spacey and, and all that um you know and they even have like a moment where she's like you know i don't know i don't know what your weird human customs are like she doesn't even know what flowers are really <laughs> you know because well i mean no I, I, there, there are flowers in the demon realm but like they're not like the same um you know all, all the flowers are weird um, but she's like, you know, when I'm going to win the tournament and we're going to come back and I'm going to pick flowers with you. Um, you know, and, and, and that's even compounded by another very nice and emotional moment where Amity goes to run away to, you know, go to the, the, fi the, the, the finale of the tournament and Luz goes to follow her and, and she can't get up, you know, like her, her legs don't physically have the strength to 
support her own weight at the moment because of all the emotions that are going through her right now and probably you know you know along with sadness and and everything you know because of talking about it probably a lot of relief too you know from from getting that off of her chest and like telling someone and even telling amity specifically um you know and that mirrors it's 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 such a good moment because it also mirrors amity's situation where the only reason that she's doing this tournament is because she wants to get closer with her father because you know, her father was the one that won the tournament way back when um you know he got the belt and everything and so you know she very much looks up to him and she also loves um you know doing abomination magic so she's like i i want to follow in his footsteps i want to you know i want to do this stuff too and i figured it, this was a good way for me to get closer to him and like relate to him and you know because it definitely seems like again alador is the more sensible parent um but he is very distant. Um, that just goes to do with his work and the relationship with Odalia, which we'll talk about later. Um, you know, so again, the writing of this show is incredible. You know, f- you know, for them to have those two mirrored plots of like both characters are acting the way they are in this episode because of their fathers is 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 so so smart. Um, and then. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, we have we have a couple nice moments at the end where Alador likes Amity's hair color. Um, he points out that that's the that's the same color as like the the Abomination stuff, and Amity's like, oh, I'm glad someone finally noticed. <laughs> um, you know, and then Luce and Amity tie flowers to a balloon, um, which again, there's some nice mirroring here because right as they're doing that, they're like picking flowers together. It cuts to Camilla who is putting a flower in, in a vase at home. That's like, man, they both remember, they both know it, even though they're not together, they're still carrying on the tradition. And it's just like, man, just like arrows right through the heart. <laughs> um, you know, so again, that episode was 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 a, the, the first real like emotional journey of, of this whole thing, um, or, or of this kind of second half of the season. And um, it hits and, you know, it kind of, just strengthens you know the whole reasoning for why loose would want to get back to everything um but also strengthening like the people's relationships around her and like why she needs all these people um then we can move on to the next episode which is them's the breaks kid um this was a great um mostly kind of a bottle episode um but I, I thought it was really fun because we get to see go in the past and we get to see Ida as a as a young student right around the age of Luce. And um, it, it's just nice because mostly we get to see um, Ida and how she excels. One of my favorite parts of this episode was kind of in the very beginning where her and Lilith are going back and forth kind of studying for the Emperor's exam or whatever. And um, we see that Ida is always kind of seen as like a rebel as like um she doesn't really care about stuff she doesn't really put in a lot of effort she just kind of does whatever she wants you know she's very much like a free spirit right but as her and Lilith are going back and forth with like quiz questions and answers we realize that Ida's like really knowledgeable like really smart like she she probably matches or maybe even exceeds Lilith's knowledge and like Lilith was you know in the emperor's coven um you know, she was kind of always seen as more of the the bookworm, um, but we see that Ida like Ida kind of schools her a little bit, and it, goes, and it just goes to show that like Ida does really care about all this stuff, 
and she does put in the work. Um, it's just kind of her extracurriculars that put on a, a facade to everyone else because if you don't know her, then you don't know her. Um, but the main point of this episode was introducing her and Rain's relationship and how that started and how that affects both of them to this day because obviously Ida and Rain are two very important characters uh, in present day. And so we have a we have fun little, you know, uh, little adventure here where, you know, they do all these challenges in a very fun way. Um, and even at the end, they don't play Tara's game. You know, they, they're not going to take each other out. They're not going to capture each other. Um, you know, it's them them as a duo. They they really excel. Um, you know, they kind of play to each other's strengths and you can tell that they they're really fond of each other. Um, and all of that causes you know rain to transfer to hexide and that that the rest is history <laughs> you know um the uh, other than this episode just purely being a fun little flashback episode um you know showing ida and rain's relationship we do get a little bit of you know a little bit of you know extra you know extra treat at the end with us seeing how rain um, is not brainwashed like we thought he was, right? If we go back to the first episode of the season, which is the, the, the Coven Day Parade episode, we were led to believe that Rain has been being brainwashed to erase certain memories. And then at the very end of this episode, we see that Rain uses his little like whistle magic thing on Terra's tea so that the tea doesn't affect him. And, you know, that was, that was, uh, foreshadowed by earlier in the episode how rain would do his whistle thing on ida's uh juice and like change its chemical makeup into something from something disgusting to something delicious um so again e even little things like that you know i love again like with the writing i love how the owl house writers like they almost think of something cool and then they're like oh well but we can't do that because it'd be weird to just introduce that rain can whistle into a cup and that's why Terra's tea doesn't work on him. So let's set it up earlier in the episode to, to be like, you know, it's kind of like in it's just like a random moment, right? Like nothing we got to put thought into just like, oh, he whistled into the cup because he's like a bard. Uh, he does like bard magic. So it's all sound and music and stuff. And oh, he can like change the consistency of like liquids, whatever. Right. Um, so just really good writing again um and just you know little things like that that in hindsight are super obvious but someone actually had to think of that and like set it up and pay it off um then we got hollow mind whoops hollow mind um this was a kind of continuation or not a continuation but like um another example of the episode where loose and amity went to willow's mind now wait am i am i right yeah 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 we're now loose and hunter are going to bellos's mind and this is where a lot of cards get put on the table okay this whole episode very very important as an episode um it fully unmasked uh bellos it gave some secrets as to who hunter really is and it's I believe this is where they're mostly telling us what the Day of Unity is going to be. Um, so, 
let's see let's see let's see so for the most part this kind of you know some, some setup is that you know bellows is just using you know cheap tricks to trick everyone in the boiling isles um that you know into believing that he can speak to the titan into believing that wild magic is bad into believing that you should all get sigils and do and do covens um you know but this is all set up to introduce the day of unity and to show that he is a witch hunter which is crazy um and then also that he is philip you know this is where it's confirmed that bellos is philip um and then he has this strange like way of thinking where he's saying that he's saving humanity from evil which again like this is where you start to think that and this is kind of where i came up with the theory um this is where I f it finally hit me that maybe bellos just hates witches because he was like the time he was from he was from like the 1600s or whatever and like that was sort of around the time i guess where people were hunting witches you know um i mean i believe it was earlier than that wasn't it earlier than the 1600s no maybe not because salem maybe not i don't know but yeah like i, I guess that's why maybe because in his time period on like on earth like witches were bad and like you know they were doing witch hunts um literal witch hunts um so i guess maybe him coming here and him seeing witches like he sees everyone in this realm as evil um i guess but also like i don't i don't, I don't like that way of reasoning because is there any evidence of these witches coming to earth and to come into the human realm and like doing evil <laughs> you know like i feel like like we know all the witches here not all of them but you know we've we've gone through almost two seasons at this point right um you know seeing all the witches from Lucy's perspective and like everyone seems cool and everyone just seems like they're living their life it doesn't seem like anyone here has any weird like evil scheme to um to go to the human realm and cause mischief <laughs> you know um but aside from bellows um, we also have Hunter, who um, we realize is a Grimwalker. Um, we don't really know what a Grimwalker is, and like even to, like you know, jumping ahead to the end of the season as a whole, we still don't really know what a Grimwalker is. Um, all we know is that the Grimwalkers seem to be like creatures that Bellos has created in the spitting image of an old friend. Right? That's that's kind of all he says. Um, and he seems, and, and they seem to be disposable to him, right? Like we see all of the Golden Guard masks, and we see that Hunter doesn't matter to Bellows, like because, like he he expects Hunter at some point to betray him, so he's just gonna kill him and then make a new one. Um, and so that is a huge blow to Hunter's character. Like oh my god, like this he's gonna die at some point. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of reveals this episode. Um, um, and yeah, that's that, that's pretty much that episode is, is is the big reveal of Hunter being a Grimwalker, and now he, he has to carry that weight. And then Bellows being Philip, being a witch hunter, um, we got to do something about this, <laughs> you know, because th this is really the first episode where we realize what the day unity is going to be and like how we know that Bellows is playing his his life's mission is to kill all witches apparently, um, and, and 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 that leaves everyone in shock you know like the episode ends with hunter running out of the owl house because he he can't process all of this you know it ends up with loose just in stunned shocked silence in front of ida 
just like I, in, in her mind she probably don't she probably doesn't even know how to approach like how to explain <laughs> what she just saw in Bellos's mind and also the very fun little uh, little fact that now Bellos knows that Lucy and and, and, um, and Hunter know all of this so now we're on high alert next we got edge of the world um, okay we got edge of the world um, this was the realization that King was is a Titan um, it's, it's pretty much the only thing that matters in this episode um, we got the, the, the Titan trappers um, we later realized that their God is the collector which at the time doesn't really seem that weird it's like okay yeah I mean you know Philip or Bellos was trying to get the collector to you know somehow the collectors incorporated in Bellos's plan and now the Titan trappers worship the collector as well um, later on in the season now that we know who the collector is we see that that's crazy um, and also there's some weird questions there of like how does the collector feel about Titans you know, does the collector actually want to kill all titans? And what does that mean for, you know, what, what King's predicament is, um, you know, at, at, at the end of the season? You know, but, but we'll, you know, we'll get into that. Um, so, yeah, that's that, that's pretty much this episode. Um, a, a lot of sadness. You know, we haven't really had a lot of sadness when it comes to King. Um, I would say aside from when they visited his home and they didn't really find anything as to who he really is. Um, you know, but even with that episode, I feel like there was more like determination as the end result. Like it was sad in the moment because we see that like Ida lied to him, but beyond that, it was determination of like, okay, we have all agreed upon this now. Like we all agree that this is what's happening. So now we're, you know, now, now there's a fire in his eyes of like, okay, now I'm going to, I want to see who who my family is you know they, they must still be alive they must be somewhere like we're we're gonna figure this out we're gonna figure out who i really am and, and and what i can really do but with this one it just ripped you know the, the the rug i feel like at this point this is probably the hardest the rug has been ripped up from under someone in, the, in this show because like it seems like he, he got the letter and it seems like who wrote the letter knows about him knows who he is and he gets there and everyone looks like him and then it turns out that not only are they not his family, because because that right there would have sucked, but it would have been like there would have been some like some reconciliation. It would have been some silver lining to everything. But not only are they not his family, they're also trying to kill him, <laughs> specifically him and not just Titans, specifically King, because King is apparently the last living Titan. So yeah, not 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 the best day. <laughs> not it's not you know, it could have been a lot better. Um, and uh, so yeah, so so other than that being the main takeaway from the episode is that King is a Titan now, or I guess he always was, but King is now a Titan, which opened up so many questions of like, how can he help? Um, you know, I don't expect them to ever be like drawing blood from him. I feel like that's a little would be a little too much for the show, <laughs> but. Um, you know, it's opened so many questions, like, how he can help and, like, what that means for his role in this show. Aside from, you know, he's always going to be king. He's always going to be, you know, Ida's son and, uh, you know, Luce's sister and all that. Um, 
but aside from all of that the the, the last little nugget of um you know information with the show is that the very end um you know like, like i was saying remember a couple minutes ago i said that now now belos knows belos knows that loose and hunter know well he, he tried to cover his tracks and now he's sending all of his scouts to the owl house to trap them and you know probably capture them because it's like oh they they know too much you know i i, I can't allow them to try to go around and spread these lies <laughs> Um, next we got Labyrinth Runners. This was a mostly Gus-centric episode, which I, I'm, I'm down with. I'm down, like I said, I'm always down for, to see more characters that aren't part of the Owl House or Amity, I guess, you know. Um, so we see more Gus, and with this one, we see a lot of nice little relationships between, you know, our, our, trio of Gus, Willow, and Hunter, which I, I love that that's become a, a trio. Um, one of my favorite, like, full circle moments of, of this episode is back when, well, not when, how uh, Willow and Gus first met. You know, it was Willow kind of calming Gus down and, 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 and teaching him a, a little breathing trick that he had or that she has to calm their mind. Um, and then that comes back around with Hunter freaking out, um, you know, because the whole chase and it's, you know, it's the whole reason that's happening is because of who he really is and his relationship to Bellows. And so Gus teaches him the cool breathing trick to, to calm him down. And that's a nice little bonding moment. And then it comes back around towards the very end where Gus is freaking out. You know, he's put the whole thing into a labyrinth. He's kind of sort of, you know now like uh being hunted whatever and so hunter calms him down and then attempts to 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 show him the breathing trick again and, and he completely botches it but him botching it was almost better than him getting it right because that that, that kind of grounds him a little bit and and you know it it brings levity to the situation and it, and it, it helps gus um calm down i guess um you know so that, that again that's really nice again another cool little piece of writing there where they were able to show us how willow and gus met which i never really cared about i mean i i love willow and gus but i mean that that question was really gnawing at me but they show it to us and it's a it's a very sweet moment and then it comes back around not once but twice um and also it's relevant each time that that little moment comes back around um other than that not really too much um, aside, um, you know, with it being more of a Gus centric episode, we do see how much he's grown as well. Like a few episodes ago, we saw how much Willow has grown and we see that Gus, um, is fully embracing the illusion magic, which we know that in the beginning of the show, he kind of felt was useless. Like there was many points where he felt was useless and he's like, you know, no one ever respects the illusion coven, you know, you know, it's all seen as theatrics, you know, you know, it's never seen as like practical, um, but he's fully embraced and he's really good at it too. Like he was the one that was able to see the head coven's illusion multiple times. Um, and yeah, yeah. I just really love, Gu I'm really much how they, I love how much they, they developed Gus this episode. Other than that, there is a nice little B plot here with Amity kind of absentmindedly putting Willow down. I don't really think she's trying to. But with them like being friends again, like she only really knows Willow as a weaker witch, 
you know, and, and, and not super capable and not, you know, not like as much of a leader as she really can be. Um, and I, and I like that finally Willow puts her foot down and she's like, no, I don't, I don't need your help. You know, like, I don't need it. You know, I'm perfectly fine with taking care of myself. I don't need you to look after me. Like that, that was the old Willow, like who I am now. Like if, if I need to, I, I can protect you, you know? Um, and I just love that cause it's kind of her coming out and, um, you know, Amity's like, okay, you got it. You are, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So love this episode, mostly developing Gus's character, but also, you know, showing a little bit of that, that rekindled friendship with Amity and Willow, which is, which is nice that they finally were able to do that. Um, and, uh, and also just real quick, um, something I did forget to mention on one of the previous episodes, um, I believe it was, uh, which episode was it? It was reaching out, um, when Amity was going to the brawl or was it that episode? No, no, no. It was before that. Even it was back in Follies at the Coven Day Parade. Yeah. Um, I, I just remembered it because I was talking about Amity and Willow's relationship. Um, when, when Luce was hiding all that stuff from her. Um, or just kind of like acting weird. Um, Amity had her phone and Amity went to Willow for help, which was really nice because she's just like, well, you're the only one that, I mean, she's, Willow's the only one that kind of makes sense for her to go to, um, you know, even though they're not really, really friends again. Um, and you know, I just, I just thought that was sweet. Um, and then next we got, Oh, Titan, where art thou? Oh, Titan. Whoops, 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 whoops. Okay, so this was... This was where we're seeing more and more of, like, the main plot kind of getting pushed along. Um, this is where we're introduced to the cats. And how everything's kind of looking up. You know, because uh, a huge proponent of this episode was Ida and Lilith not having a plan. Like, they have no idea what to do. Neither of them have magic. They feel like they're worthless. They feel like they, like, there's nothing they can do to stand up to Bellos. You know, who's been planning this for hundreds of years. And they have, uh, let me just check my watch, uh, like, two days. <laughs> you know? Um, so, so, they feel really bad about that. And that, mixed with Ida's love for Luce and King, um... You know, trying to be like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to send them away. I'm going to keep them safe. That all culminates into a moment that I never really thought was ever going to happen. It's a moment where Ida and Luce fight. Like, like, for real, for real. Where they, you know, Luce hates that. Luce is like, why you are going to send me away? Like, you know I can help. Why are you treating me like a child? Like, out of all the things that I've done, all these adventures. <laughs> like, why, why, why would you think that sending me away would be the best option? And Ida being like her, her mother for, for, for the most part, you can understand why Ida wants to do that, right? Like, I wouldn't want to send my child to possibly the most evil person I've ever come to know. You know, like I, I wouldn't want her to be a part of that. I want her to be safe because like, even if the day of unity destroys everything, she will be safe. She will be safe from it. You know, she doesn't have a coven. She, she, she won't be drained of her life force or whatever. And she might be able to slip out and 
you know, still figure out a way to use the door and get home. Um, so they fight. They, they, they have a nice little fight here. Um, and it ends with the scouts capturing them. You just have a really down moment where they're captured. And, like, Ida is still being rebellious against the scouts. And Luce is just a very defeatist attitude where she's just like, you know, are, are you happy? You know, is this, is this what you wanted? You know, because now neither of us can defeat Bellows. And it's just like her and just like the way they positioned her character, like with her hands behind her back and like leaning against the, 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 the cell wall with like her, her like, like slight tears in her eyes and like her hair getting mushed up against the wall. It's just like, she's very distraught right now. And they did a very good job of, of portraying that. Um, and then um, that's kind of where the cats come in. We see that Darius, um, Rain, and the other Covenhead, who I always forget their name, but it's like the, the little like like beast, <laughs> uh, you know, Covenhead. We realize they're all on the same side. They're all against Bellos. They know what Bellos is trying to do, and they're not with it. The other Covenheads are idiots, and they, they think that, you know, Bellos is bringing them to paradise. Um, but we see them, you know, have a nice moment where it's cats and Darius hates the name cats. He also hates their, their little cat battle cry. <laughs> it's very funny. I, that, I love Darius. He's, he's cool. Um, and then, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, we have, we have a few nice moments here that I do want to point out. Um, we have a possibly thinly veiled shot at Disney where um you know Ida's like we can do anything you want what do you want to do today you know Luce wants to go on a heist Ida is like wouldn't you rather go to the beach or something and Luce is like oh well maybe if we had time for 20 more adventures it's a very thinly veiled shot at Disney for you know cutting short their season three um you know that's very good <laughs> um a couple other nice little moments um you know we have some nice uh, mirroring where Rain didn't want to tell Ida about everything because Ida or, or because Luke, ah, shoot, saying the wrong name. Rain didn't want to tell Ida about what they were planning because Rain cares for Ida and he just wanted to keep her safe. Uh, or they, sorry, they, they wanted to keep her safe. And um, it's funny because the whole time that, that they're telling her this, um, Ida is looking over at Luce and she's like finally realizing that, oh, you feel about me the same way I feel about Luce and King, where it's like, I was making that tough decision because I wanted to keep them safe, but I rebelled and I fought against that with you. So of course, Luce is going to be the same way and fight against that with me. Um, and I love that their name is the cats because you know even Luce has a moment where she's like everything's come full circle <laughs> because you know Luce has the like the like cat hoodie you know it's <laughs> just like she wears a cat hoodie and now their last ditch effort to you know all of their time here is culminating into this final battle and their rebellion name is the cats um but but then finally we do have an a moment that I think everyone's been waiting for where Ida decides to help Luce carve her talisman and um you know it's great because you know Ida's there and you know Luce tries to get out of it but he, she's like no 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 we're gonna do this you gotta carve your talisman we got all the time in the world which they don't but 
it's nice that they can they kind of take a breath for a second and remember oh yeah this is something that i have always wanted ever since i learned what a palisman was um then we got next episode clouds on the horizon um so this episode was mostly uh let's see this episode was just another continuation of everything this was more of uh you know we see more planning and we really are getting everyone together of like okay we are this is the second to last episode of the season this is the build-up episode um this is the setup and for next episode's payoff right that's that's that's, that's pretty much the the purpose of this episode so there's a lot of not really loose ends that are being tied up but more so like there's a lot of things that are being addressed in this episode um so that they are out in the open for next episode um so basically their plan is that they're gonna disguise Ida as rain uh, because the curse magic will take care of it right will we'll kind of disrupt the the ritual or whatever right honestly pretty good plan pretty good plan for all intents and purposes um, you know, so, you know, so that's where the whole thing is set up. Um, I don't think we see any more of the plan beyond that. So that is the setup for next episode for them executing the plan. Um, we also see a slight payoff from last episode. Um, I just mentioned that they were carving the palisman. We see that Luce has carved an egg for a palisman. Very weird choice, but I like her reasoning for it, where she's saying that she, um, she wants her palisman to decide on its own what it wants to be. So I guess at some point, we don't see it in this in this uh, season, but I assume at some point next season, we are going to see her egg hatch, I guess. And I know the fan theories are running wild as to what that's going to be. Um, I think an easy choice would be a cat, although Amity's is a cat, I'm pretty sure. So I, I don't think they'll do the same animal again. Um, I mean, I, I feel like an owl would be too on the nose, you know, so I, I don't really know. I don't really know what, what animal could make sense. Um, I think people have mentioned a bat. Maybe a bat would make sense. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like that'd be too close to like the like bat queen or whatever. <laughs> um, so we'll see, you know, maybe they'll go the super weird route and it'll be a human. <laughs> um, but yeah, and um there is kind of like surrounding Ida, you know, kind of going back to the plan involving Ida with her taking the place. There is kind of like a weird energy with Ida in this episode where it feels like Ida is perfectly like it seems like she's ready to say goodbye. Like she is perfectly accepted the fact that she may have to sacrifice her life for this plan to work, you know, and even King kind of notices it where like where King is like, you know, stop, stop talking like that. This isn't goodbye. And Ida doesn't really address that directly. And I'm like, oh, Ida, Ida is planning on it, you know. Um, what else? Um, and then probably the biggest pop of this entire episode was that we finally get the the Lumity kiss. Um, finally happened. Uh, you know, Amity says that she does she's not gonna allow the world to end before her and Luce go on a real date um Luce promises to go on a plain old slice of life date which i i would love to see a little mini series <laughs> just you know you know, just with them hanging out and going on dates that'd be that'd be really fun um 
and the the scene itself was beautiful i think everyone who watched the episode recognized it um how like beautifully animated the scene was and how how well the lighting was and how fluid everything was like it was they they put all their money into that scene because they knew that that scene had to be important um and uh it's it's capped off with <laughs> with lu saying oh crikey <laughs> which, which we have never heard her say before um but just goes to show like both of them very much wanted what happened to happen but they're still so like awkward because of just who they are um very very funny very weird very funny um and and again you know you know kind of breaking off of that for a second like i, I really like how weird loose in particular is because i feel like a lot of shows have in movies and whatever have tried to make the weird character like oh look at the weird character you know this character will be relatable to all the other weird people watching the show or reading the movie but um i feel like a lot of shows and movies don't get weird weirdness right i feel like it's always like off the wall or like rambunctious or edgy you know what i mean and like and like that's not like that's not like a, a real and grounded type of weird that's just like them throwing them just throwing paint at a canvas and being like oh yeah we have a weird character for people to relate to i feel like loose is like one of the best examples of an actual weird person you know how like she's still a human like she still acts like a rational human but there's just little moments where she just does stuff and it's like ah you know, it's, it's, it's just very endearing. You know, it's a very endearing type of weird, which I think is real. Um, and um, aside from all of that, the kind of climax of the episode is, um, you know, Amity ready to throw hands with Adalia after she insulted Luce. She was not happy with that. Not happy at all. Um, and then... We have Luce then in turn defending Hunter. Um, so the same way Amity defended Luce, Luce is now uh, defending Hunter from Kikimura. So it's, 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 you know, those moments right there are just strengthening, um, you know, you know, just strengthening all of their relationships as like, we're all friends. Like we are all a group now. We've gone through so much together, but it's us against the world, <laughs> you know, which isn't totally true, but you know, that's, that's kind of the sentiment that's, that, that's being come across here. Um, and then on the complete opposite side of that, you know, us looking at all these characters that really care for each other, we finally, it's finally revealed, Alador and, um, Odalia kind of, sort of married, but not really, they're more so business partners than actual, than an actual romantic, like, wife and husband, um, and Alador's a real one for being like, you know what, nah, this is over, you, you're a terrible mother, um, you are still, um, you're still making all these things and want to do business with Belos after we know what Belos is going to do with all this? What? Like, oh, a, a blight always upholds their end of the bargain, like, that is such a cop-out. <laughs> like, he is literally, literally evil. Like, he is going to... I don't know, kill everybody tomorrow? And you're just okay with it. You're just like, well, gotta make the money. <laughs> so then I don't know, you're gonna die too. I don't I don't think you understand. 
um, you know, so they, they, for all intents and purposes, it seems like they're not going to be together anymore, um, which is great. Love it. Love that. Just kicking O'Dally to the curb, you know? Um, and then, um, the very end, we get the big plot twist where instead of Kikimura taking Hunter, Luce's plan was to switch places with Hunter and now Luce is going straight to Bellows, um, which again, just goes to show where her character is. She's willing to sacrifice herself to save her friends. She didn't want Bellos to be, or she didn't want Hunter to be captured to go to Bellos because Hunter probably would have died in that moment. You know, as soon as Hunter fell on his doorstep, um, so she prevented that. And um, I think this episode, like I said, it's it's mostly set up for next episode, um, but we do get a lot of really good moments, and um, you know some some ends are, are tied you know with like alador and odalia you know with lumbidi finally you know finally getting their their like moment you know that you know them them being you know this being a disney show i think everyone was like uh wary of like if this was ever gonna actually happen um you know so i great moments all around but there is this overtone of ominous <laughs> going into the finale uh speaking of the finale which is king's tide th this is where it is guys this is everything um you know um bellos which was hinted at last episode bellos knows about their plan at least somewhat and you know him switching things up to make you know uh ida be uncomfortable not in the right position you know um you know, staying on Bellos for a second, him kind of trying to, uh, control everything, like, he betrays the Collector, you know, this goes to show, just goes to show how arrogant Bellos is, and how he thinks he knows how everything's gonna work out the way it should, you know, proof of that being how he really has all the other Covenants brainwashed, thinking that they're gonna be royalty, they're gonna reach paradise, like, again, th this episode is one of those ones, like, top three, probably, and arguably top one, um, Joshua Habelis really is evil. Like, he's not just misunderstood. You know, he's he's not just wrong place, wrong time. Like, he is evil. He's willing to wipe out, like, genocide. It is literal <laughs> genocide. Um, and it's not even really for a good reason. Like, again, like, the only thing that we can really, that I can really think of is that it's because he was from a time of witch hunting. You know, like, even with him and Luce, like, he tells Luce that he wants to be known as the Witch Hunter General. It's like, but Witch Hunters aren't really a thing. You know, they're not really a thing in the human realm anymore. So it's like, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> You're gonna go back to the human realm and say, I have killed <laughs> thousands of witches. And they're gonna say, okay, dude, cool. <laughs> you know? So it just goes to show, like, how evil he is, but also how misguided he is and how, like, he just... He's just an idiot. Um, and then Luce outsmarting him, me going back to him being an idiot, Luce outsmarting him and putting a sigil on him so that he starts to get trained. Like, that is a very classic protagonist thing to do where it's like, oh, of course she thought of that. Of course she thought of getting the glove, putting a sigil on him, and that was the only way to get rid of him, right? Because he was like uh you know uh, so much stronger so much stronger than she was she would have never been able to beat him with magic 
Um, and then through all of this, King does the unspeakable and he frees the collector, which in the moment seems like possibly a good idea. Um, it has some great effects. Short term, King freeing the collector was the best thing that ever happened, right? He, um, you know, the collector kills Bellows <laughs> with a snap of his finger, just murders the man, which in that moment is shock. Like at that moment, it's it, it, like, it's not even like, oh yeah, Bellows is dead. It's more like, did he, did he really just kill Bellows? Like, did we just get a character death? <laughs> you know, and then he also just moved the moon with his finger. It's like, oh yeah, the moon's not on the eclipse anymore. So the draining spell's done. Like, like the, the the collector adds such a dangerous element to the show because he's seemingly an actual god, and he doesn't seem like a good guy. He doesn't seem like there's someone that's okay. Cool, collector's here now. We can just now live our lives. Who needs a season three? Because the show is done. <laughs> good has prevailed. Um. So him not being quite a good guy, possibly evil, I don't know how they can beat him. <laughs> like, he, he seems to be able to kill someone with a snap of his fingers. Um, and, um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's not the end of it, though. I mean, we do see um, the, the Collector seemingly just destroying the demon realm, I guess. Um, they're trying to escape. They have the bright idea of going to the door. Which is very exciting. They're going to go to the human realm, it seems. Um, you know, some some quick stuff that happened was a piece of Bellos fell onto Hunter's shoulder. So that's scary. I'm sure I'm I'm sure nothing bad will come of that. Um, we have a moment, a heartbreaking moment, where Luce and King are going to stay behind um, because you know she can't leave Ida behind. And at that point, we're like, no, <laughs> we can't have that. You know, we, I don't want to see all, all of, you know, Willow, Gus, and Amity go to the human realm without Luce. Like, that's going to be terrible. Like, it's going to be so sad. Um, and in the last moment, King, King's scream, he pushes Luce and everyone else through the portal and stays behind. And he has a moment where he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that um, I got to have you as a sister. And it's just like, oh, no. It sounds like he's saying goodbye forever, <laughs> you know, so, um, and then we, it just ends with everyone in shock, you know, Gus on the ground crying. I'm just like, I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe Bellos is dead. I can't believe the collector is here and he's real. And he's a god and he killed Bellos and he stopped the draining spell, but he seems to be destroying the, the demon realm and also King is there. And like I said before, with the knowledge of the Titan Trappers worshipping the Collector, how does the Collector feel about Titans? Does the Collector hate Titans? Does the Collector want to kill Titans? Does the Collector know that King is a Titan? It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> um, and then two very, very, very end things are a nice little Easter egg to Amphibia, which is another fantastic show. Um, with... Um, a, uh, you know, uh, there being like a, like a news article about, um, the, uh, what, what was her name? What was Anne? Her name was Anne with, uh, Anne coming back and, um, you know, girl lost in Frogland. Is it a hoax? You know, so that's whole thing. So that was a nice little Easter egg there. 
Um, and then it ends with Camilla opening her front door. And there is Luce, Willow, Gus, Amity, and Hunter. And all Luce says is, hey, mom, I'm back. Oh, so why not just get right into predictions? Um, Because there's there's so much that this show could be. There's so much that this that this last season could be. It's ridiculous. So let's just rattle off. Let's 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 just wrap. (laughs) Hey, guys, let's wrap. Um, the Collector having King is dangerous because isn't he the god to the Titan Trappers? Again, like I was just saying, what is his relationship to Titans? You know, how was he trapped? Was it a Titan's fault that he was trapped? You know, like, there's so many questions to be had. You know, what is he going to do with King if he knows he's a Titan? If he doesn't, is he ever going to find out? If he does, does he just not care? He just wants someone to play with, you know? That's awful. I'm, I'm very scared for King because I don't know that King can take care of himself. You know, maybe this will finally be the, the setup for King developing even more Titan powers. Maybe King will play a vital role in taking down the Collector. Can the Collector transcend the Demon Realm? That's a scary thought. If he is an essential god in the Demon Realm, does that transfer over to the Human Realm? Can he transcend it and go into the Human Realm? I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that with how just reckless, recklessly powerful he is. Um, are all those witches dead? All the witches that we saw, including Rain, are they dead? Because that's terrible. I mean, in my mind, if, if, if I had to put an answer to that, I would, I would probably say no. I would say there's, there's no reason they can actually be dead because I feel like that's so many dead characters <laughs> just off the boiling aisles you know i feel like that that'd be too much but how are they going to get him back what's it going to take you know is ida and possibly king like are they going to be able to get them back are they gonna be able to you know maybe something they have to do to bring him back to life i don't know um ida and on top of that ida is going to be upset <laughs> that king is hurt or not king rain is hurt or possibly dead like i feel like we're going to see her go maybe a little bit of a super saiyan and just go off you know as you know i think i'm very excited to see what her role is you know in her new position of pretty much everyone she knows is hurt incapacitated um not sure if she knows where king is not sure where she actually is right now with the world kind of imploding on itself um maybe we'll get an alador and Ida team up that could be cool you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Alador does have the sigil, so I imagine he might be incapacitated. But you know, maybe with the, the like, um, you know, more depth that we've gotten to Alador's character, and also how Alador ended, um, how kind of how his story has ended up until this point, and also with Alador and Ida kind of knowing each other, um, be cool to see them together. You know, f- you know, fighting for their literal children, um, and then. Just, just Odalia, you know, all, you know, me and my homies, they, they all hate Odalia. <laughs> we, we cannot have her, like, if, if she's dead, totally cool with it. I do not want her to have a redemption arc. I think she deserves to just rot. Um, lose her business. Alador does not go back to her. Amity does not forgive her. Terrible, terrible human being. 
or terrible witch, I guess. Um, how will Luce tell Camilla about Amity? Um, no, no, I'm not. I'm not really coming at the angle of like, you know, Luce, Luce being bi. Like, I like I don't know if she was ever open about that to her mother. Um, I, I'm not really talking about that aspect of it. I'm just gonna talk about in general of like, hey, I now have a girlfriend, which is already a big thing for like a a parent to deal with, I guess. Um, but also that this is she's a witch from the demon realm. <laughs> I don't know how Camilla's gonna take that, you know. And again. I feel like Camilla is mostly understanding. Like for the most part, she was she was staying strong when Luce was telling her about all the demon realm stuff, and she only broke down at the end, wanting her to come back in her life, which I think is totally justifiable. Like like she's her mother. Like of course she wants her daughter to come back, and of course she's scared of this thing called the demon realm where there's witches and magic, you know, and and like. Of course, you know, I I don't think Camilla can be blamed for any of that, for feeling any of that. Um, also, what's V been up to? We haven't seen much of her because we haven't really seen any of the human realm since last season. Um, or I guess since, you know, the last, last half of the season. Um, so just interested in what V's been up to. You know, probably just living, living their life, but be cool to see her again. Uh, I mean, I know we're going to, but, you know, just, just wondering. Um... How much will these witches interact with human stuff? So, like, I don't really know um, how much we're going to see of that. Like, are we going to see a lot of, like, Gus being fascinated by, like, the television and, like, Hunter, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Just, like, I don't know, them dealing with technology and uh, human food and, I don't know, all, all that stuff. Like, I'm sure we'll see some of it because I think it'd be crazy for us to not see them kind of shocked and awed and curious about that stuff um but i'm i'm it, it just sounds like something fun you know something fun to you know some little moments of these episodes um does magic work in the human realm i don't think we've ever confirmed or denied that because the only time we've seen the human realm past the first episode was when loose kind of got the door working and we had v right but even then Luce was not in the human realm. So I don't know that we ever got confirmation if magic works or it doesn't. I mean, V is able to transform, but I wouldn't really call that magic. I would just call that's like her chemical makeup. You know, it like, you know it's like how like how an octopus can use camouflage. It's like, you know, it's not really magic. It's just... It's just part of their DNA, you know, but when it comes to magic, it's like, does that still work? Like, you know, does, do the rules still apply in the human realm? I don't know. I don't know if they do, but it'd be fun to learn. I'm sure we'll learn that very quickly. Um, um, how can everyone get back? I feel like that's the big question. Um, like at some point there's going to be a bridge, you know, cause we can't just leave everyone in the human realm that's there right now and everyone in the demon realm like they are right now like there's gonna be a bridge i don't know how um i don't know how they can get their hands on titan blood and there's just somehow titan blood in the human realm i don't know if there's any other way to reach them so to me it sounds like it's up to ida and king and you know alador darius all those guys to figure it out and like get them back um i imagine we're gonna have a moment where king tells ida's like hey 
loose and those guys aren't here and she's like what happened what do you mean they're not here he's like well they kind of they're kind of in the human realm <laughs> so i'm sure at that point Ida will do everything in her power and everything beyond her power to reach the human realm um will loose have to make a decision between the human realm and the demon realm i feel like this is a question that we have had pretty much ever since the show started i feel like this has been a a, a question that us fans have pondered um, because I feel like this was always going to be a thing that was going to need to be said. Um, it's now even more prevalent because now they are all stuck in the human realm. Um, Luce being stuck there is, you know, it's kind of a, um, kind of like a, you know, not, not even a real issue because she belongs there, but her friends are not human, <laughs> you know, so they are literally stuck there. I mean... Hunter doesn't really have any family in the demon realm. I mean, unless um, Pancake, his palisman didn't come with him, then I'm sure he really, really misses Pancake or Flapjack, Flapjack. But like Gus and Willow and Amity all have family that they care about back in the demon realm. So I'm sure they want to get back no matter how much they love Luce. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I, at the end of the day, is it going to come to a decision? Is it going to come to Luce having to make a decision as to, you know, like, the, the, the portal can only work one more time and uh, after this no portal will ever be able to be made again and the the possibility of traveling between realms is, will be impossible and so now you have to choose do you want to stay in the human realm or come to the demon realm like will that even be a choice you know I don't know like king is a demon we got demon blood to figure out how to work one way I can't imagine they wouldn't be able to figure it out again but if there is a choice, it'd be interesting to see what choice she makes. And depending on the choice she makes, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what other characters around her, what choice they make. Because Luce's choice can cause maybe Amity to think a certain way, maybe her mom to think a certain way, you know, Ida. I don't know. We'll see. And then um, any character does. We can see any main character does. We already saw Bellos, but... Um, do you think we'll see any other character deaths from like main characters like other characters i don't really care like you know you know even someone like darius it's like he's really cool i really love his character but like he's not like i mean I, I would be sad if he died but he wouldn't hit as hard as like gus you know what i mean um or Ida or something like that i mean personally i don't think this show will kill off anybody um i think the only possibility of a main character dying i think is ida i i think she has like the the whispers of like a red flag so maybe she could die like i could see it as like her being that older mentor her being the surrogate mother character you know her having the curse her already seemingly willing to sacrifice herself for this plan like if her dying brings everyone back like saves the demon realm makes it so there is a working portal between the demon realm and the human realm for loose and everyone who loves loose i could see them writing it in a certain way to like make that make sense and like make it feel earned but even then like i, I don't know I'd, I'd be really sad to see her die um you know so oh, but yeah that is everything um that is everything. I think that is easily the longest episode of this podcast I've ever done. Um, 
but this show deserves it. This show is definitely one of my favorite cartoons ever made. One of my favorite shows ever made. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, please let me know what you thought of this season 2B. Um, let me know about any other uh, any other predictions you got other than the ones I have. I mean, obviously, let me know if my predictions are make sense or if you feel like any of them are completely wrong. Also, let me know of any other ones that you got because um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what other people think. Um, we have nothing but time at this point. We don't know when season three is airing. Um, people have rumored it's going to air in October just because that, that time frame like makes sense as to how many months are between past seasons. Um, that sucks. You know, I don't, I don't want to wait that long. I don't want to wait another four months. I'd much rather, <laughs> you know, in July this stuff air, but um you know it's we know it's the end we know it's going to be special so i am i'm willing to wait um but yeah that's pretty much it let me know what you think of the show so far predictions all that stuff um and yeah until next time there's no more owl house to watch until there is so I'll maybe watch some other cartoons and uh let me know what else you want to see on here <laughs>